What's up, everybody? This is Edgar Martin from the Q&E Podcast, just bringing you this message that today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. It could be sports, entertainment, or anything else that you feel people might want to listen to. Once again, that's podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O, Podgo. You are now listening to the Q&E Podcast. Is this what you want? Huh? Is this what you want? What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Q&E Podcast, and you're here with your boy Q Hicks right now. And I got Edgar on the other line. Edgar, tell the people what's good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Q&E Podcast. Today, we are reviewing Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, Episode 6. This episode was titled Level Up, and this is after the two-week hiatus that they took. They took a break after Episode 5, so we finally get... Uh, a little bit of recap along with a lot of new plot twists in this new episode. We see Marv and Rock. They doing what they got to do with the um with the apartment complexes. And we see some crazy shit going on there. We finally get the showcase happening with the brawl and everything. So a lot of stuff with this new episode. And I'm glad they did that, bro. I'm glad they didn't just feature this or center it around like Kanan or just like a few characters in general. They gave us everybody. They gave us Scrap, what's going down with him. They gave us Lulu. They gave us Kanan. They gave us Jukebox. They gave us the white girl. So everybody was in this episode, and we see what's going down with their certain situations. And we see that some of the, the storylines kind of kind of met in the middle at the party. It was really like a Nexus event. Everything really just met there, and it broke off after, uh, after, that, uh, after that occurrence, man. So... This episode was fire. Probably my favorite episode of the season so far, bro. I definitely fuck with this shit. I don't know if I say it's my favorite episode. Um, which episode was my favorite? I think I think it was episode four when Rock taught Kanan how to cook crack at the end. I think that whole episode was a, a that was good five for me. I think that was five. That was that was five. I think I'll have that. I have that episode as my number one still. This is this is a good runner up though. I definitely like this episode. The inspector trying to rape Rock. I was low key hesitant at first. I was like, "Whoa!" I was like, "You? They gonna do this?" But I was like, "Nah, Rock, Rock a G." Like I feel like she'll know how to handle the situation because she went by herself. She ain't have no backup and, with her. Or anything. And that's what surprised me. I'm surprised she went by herself in the first place. I was like, she ain't gonna go by herself. She's gonna have Marv to like be the muscle, like, hey, you gotta accept this money. But she went by herself. I'm just like, oh hell no. I know they ain't gonna go down this wrong. But when she ended up like getting hit to the floor and my boy was unzipping his pants, I'm like, power is not known to really go down any rape routes, anything like that. We just straight to the drugs. But when I seen that, I was just like, I know we ain't gonna go this far because even though rock is tough it's a it's still the fact of he is a man and she is a woman he is stronger than her so it's no matter what she does it's still most likely he's gonna he could take advantage so it was a good thing that that hammer was in the way and that she could knock that nigga out but i was still scared for her because it's still, it was still an advantage there so i was just like man that shit was scary but it shows the difficulties of being a woman in that type of position that she's in we don't see a lot of female kingpin and this could possibly be a reason because male male figures don't have to go through shit like that. Don't have to sleep to go higher up or sleep to get some type of advantage in the game. Males don't have to go through that. We see it for a female. We see the type of difficulties that come with that. You don't get respected as much when you're a female. So we just seen the difficulties with that, man. And that shit was crazy. 
Yeah, and the crazy part about how they got rid of him, they put him in the wall. I don't even know if that's a safe thing to yes. do. Because, <laughs> like, once the body decomposes, like, they got to realize he's going to be up against all that material. So it's like his body is going to start to like, smell, too. Yeah, it's going to start to smell. You don't want dead body smell going through two apartments. Like, that's not going to go well at all. So I'm really concerned to figure out what Marv and Rocker. But who did it? Y'all just about to say, who did it? That Marv. nigga Marv. You know Marvin. Yeah. Marv is known to do some stupid shit. It's just like she told you to take care of it, have fun with it, my nigga. But putting not him put in, a wall, nigga in a wall. That's <laughs> not even that's not smart. Like, what the fuck are you thinking about to put a nigga in a wall? Like, what? It was I, I, I ain't gonna stone. lie. If it's it was like a stone. stone wall, that that'd have been different. That shit was crazy. But I fuck with how he nailed that nigga. <laughs> he put nails in that nigga brain. That shit was crazy. I've never seen no shit like that. Put nails in his brain. But I was just like, it just wasn't smart, bro. It just wasn't smart. Because you know that's going to end up biting you in the ass. And I know that Marv just continues to get cred with his sister. But he keeps going about it the wrong way. I feel like we're going to see a downfall when it comes to the gas station with him and Kane. And that's going to be another downfall. And we're going to see the effects of the inspector. Somebody is going to come looking for him. And somebody is going to come come in their room and sense a smell, my niggas. Might be another inspector. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? What's that smell? So they, they're going to be like, it's some cooking, but it's going to be some shit coming out of the wall. Like, I foresee something like that going on with a future episode. I do, too. And also, what was the another big conflict? Uh, Juice, not Juice, Jukebox and White Girl Nick. They definitely um came back together in this episode. I predicted that it would have took like two, maybe three episodes for it to happen. But you predicted that no, we probably gonna see her again this next episode. It was too much did. love there, bro. It yeah, was too it was, much. That's it what was I said. It was, it was too much love there. That's why I said the parents really couldn't break that up. Like I understand you couldn't go back to your crib and hang out, and y'all was spending a lot of time together at your crib. But I didn't know she was gonna go to the hood though. I thought they was gonna yeah, kind of like meet that. in the middle. Like I didn't know she was gonna go all the way to our house to kick it. That surprised me. And this is where the, the trouble starts to come. You start to get comfortable in the hood. We see her at the party. It's like, okay, now we're starting to see how she can get killed because now you're on the wrong side of the hood where you're really not supposed to be, my nigga. So I'm seeing a downfall might come next episode, honestly. And do you think something's going to happen with uh, Howard's deputy and jukebox? Because Ooh. remember, she pulled up on her. I don't yeah, know what's going to yeah. happen with that. Because... I think it's going to be something like the white girl gets killed and Juke needs somebody to talk to. She does not feel comfortable going to her father. I feel like she will maybe talk to Kana, but not really get her feelings out. And I feel like the cop is gay because she was like, I'm your, I can be your listening ear about things. A lot of people don't want to talk about. So I was just like, damn, mm -hmm. is the cop gay too? Because she's seen her hugging the white girl. So I'm like, Maybe she feels some type of sympathy toward her because she knows the type of struggle of being a gay woman. So maybe she will be that listening ear and she might be the person that pushes her to uh, juke toward being a cop. I thought it might be Howard, but it could be this deputy that, that we're seeing. And speaking of Howard, I don't know how this bone marrow situation is going to go because the doctor was telling him you could use Kanan, but he it's has still gonna to be, be trouble. like a certain... Yeah, yeah, he has to be a certain age for it to like have a larger um percentage of actually working because he's only what 15 right now. So as opposed to him being 18 with full grown bone marrow, it, the, the chances still aren't that high, but it'll give him a longer life still than what he already has. Yeah, but we seeing what's going on with Rock and with um and with, with Howard. Like she ended up rock ended up telling the deputy, like, tell 
tell your partner, I said, don't come between a mother and her son. I'm just like, oh, so she's still feeling this way. She hasn't come down from last episode. She still don't want to mm-hmm. be a part of this nigga Howard at all. But I feel like she has to hear Howard out about his situation. Like, my nigga looks like he's about to die. He looks worse he than does. what he did a week ago. Like, we see him in episode five, and he did not look that bad. Like, he looked terrible in this episode. That's like, probably you have to why feel... he waited two weeks. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, that nigga did not look like that in episode five, my nigga. Like, he's dying quickly. Like, you have to get the, that relationship started so Kanan can feel some sympathy toward his most likely biological father like you have to start that connection because even though it's not a hundred percent chance you have to at least try to say that nigga life so hopefully rock hears him out but i don't know how willing she's going to be to listen because we also see in this episode she cut symphony off like Mm -hmm. i get it you got my son out of jail or whatever but you still did that behind my back and i can't trust you once you give me a reason not to trust you it's over for you i'm like damn like she she just cutting everybody off right now, and she's really on a it's me and Kanan versus everybody else mindset at this point. So I don't know how willing she gonna be to to listen to Howard, but I still don't know how long that relationship between her and Kanan gonna last. Are they gonna wait all the way to the finale? That's for what Kanan I'm to telling you, bro. It? It's not going to last. It's not going to last. I don't know, bro. I don't know what episode they're gonna <laughs> throw this in because right now they they're acting like that just didn't happen at all in the show at this point. And what about the white girl Linda? With Marv, like she ain't shown up in like the past two episodes, almost. so I don't know. But, what's hey, but what what do we say though? If you're not gonna bring back that other dude that she's supposed to be messing with, don't bring her back at all. So I'm glad if you're not gonna bring her back for real, don't bring her back. I'm I was fine with not seeing Linda this episode. I was completely fine. But but going back to your Rock and Canaan point, I had wrote this down at the end of the episode when I seen the preview for episode seven because we seeing what's gonna happen with um Kane and and Marv. Like it looks like some it's some trouble at the gas station, and he ended up telling Marv. Yeah, like you're not gonna tell my mom about the gas station, and we seen that everything Kanan has done when he doesn't involve his mom in the decision, then this shit turns sideways, my nigga. Like he has to involve his mom because his mom knows the consequences. If you go into Marv to get some type of reasoning, to get some type of rationale, my nigga, it's not gonna turn out the best for you because we know that Marv doesn't think shit through, but Rock thinks right. shit through, and everything that we've seen with Kanan when it doesn't involve his mom has turned left, and I think it's showing like Kanan growing up because when you see him in the original power like you see like he's he he knows his shit he's calculated he knows how to move but now we're seeing the growing pains of going through the hood and just getting into the game like we're we not gonna see that uh power wise canaan that we're gonna see in this raising canaan because he has to go through the experiences first to get to the calculated person that we see in power so we're seeing the struggles and i think next episode when we see the gas station scenes it's gonna be like ah uh, some more trouble gonna pop off with that shit, uh, situation and, and I think that's going to be some other shit. I've noticed throughout this show, Rock is the perfect blend of Marv and Lou because Marv is the oldest and he's the most, you know, don't think about it. Just go ahead with whatever the plan is and just go. He puts no thought into what he's doing. And he's just a let's do it right now. And Lou is the more conservative one where it's like, uh, I don't think we should do this. I'm just, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to wait and see how it plays out. But Rock is the mix of two. She knows when to go and get it, but she also knows when to chill and, you know, how to be conservative as well. So I feel like she's the perfect, she's the middle child and she's the perfect middle point of both Marv and Luke. And I, going back to the point I just made, I don't think she, I think she's going to get tired of this nigga caning fucking up. It's like, you're doing too much stupid shit and I can't really, you're too... Uh, what, what, 
Uh, you're too ambitious. unpredictable. Yeah, too ambitious, too unpredictable. I don't know what you're gonna do next. You're you could be harming this family and what you're doing because what she's what he's gonna be doing next episode. They're in a drug war, my nigga. You're gonna be open. Like if a nigga pull up to the gas station from Nick Crew, you're done for. Like you're putting the family at risk in what you're doing. So I think we could see a separation early. And like I said about season two, I think that's when he's gonna go down the road with Ghost. And I really think he's gonna, you know, separate from his mom because his mom wants to run things her way, and it looked like Kanan, he wants to be the leader. When you have to learn how to be the follower before you become a leader, bro. As far as famous, uh, with the showcase, well, not famous, but scrap with the showcase. I didn't expect Neek to off him that quick. I thought we would have seen scrap for maybe one more episode because oh. we see we see the the um. The killing failed. I didn't know they was yeah. supposed to kill Lou. I thought they yeah, was just there, crazy. you know, to fuck <laughs> yeah. shit up. Yeah. They actually had a hit on one of them. Yeah. And shout out to everybody in the comment section for telling us about that that rock and um scrap situation. Literally everybody in the comments was like, nah, like scrap is a mole for rock. He's not gonna be a mole ah. for for um for neat. So everybody in the comments was saying that. So I had a good idea of what was going to happen. I didn't know that situation was going to happen where they was going to have to hit Lou, though, and he was going to make a decision. Like, Neek put him in a difficult position because it's like, to prove yourself, nigga, you got to kill one of your men. And it's like, obviously, Scrap wasn't going to do that because then you fucking up with Rock. So, mm -hmm. hey, Neek knew what was going on. I didn't know Neek was like that ahead of the game, but shout out to that nigga. Hey, but it's the fact that Scrap told him that. Scrap told Kanan that. He was like, bro, I'm one of your mama's most loyal soldiers. Everybody know that. And I feel like that's why, again, I say Scrap was so pissed that Kanan was, like, just getting fed the role of, like, being the next head person. When Scrap really, like, he doing life-jeopardizing missions. <laughs> like, yeah. Being the mold for the ops and everything. I'm like... Bro, Scrap was probably so pissed. He's like, I'm really gonna die, bro. Like, I really because, was just doing my job. Because that's how she ended up finding out about how Kanan was got picked up by Symphony. Scrap mm -hmm. told her everything because you remember when Rock ended up pulling up on Scrap? She probably yep. got all the information from Scrap, what went down with Kanan, who picked him up. And she probably like told him the plan of, okay, this is what we're gonna do moving forward. I need you to be a mole for Neek, and then I want you to do this, like, see what Neek's how Neek's moving. But it ended up getting them fucked up. But that was the, the plan. She wanted to get inside of Neek's head. But that shit went wrong, my nigga. We see what happened to Scrap outside of her house. That nigga most likely dead, my nigga. Fuck that nigga all the way up. They, they didn't have anything else for him to do. Like, he was really just chilling. And then out of nowhere, it's like, okay, we need you to kill Lou. And it's like, whoa, like, I didn't expect them <laughs> to give him a mission like that. Yeah. They trying to make him prove himself. That's what I'm real. saying. All right, you, you want to come over on this side? All right, kill this person. And it's like, it, it's not one of their regular corner people. They ain't tell them, you know, take over this area that they used to have or whatever. It's like, no, we want you to kill one of the three head people right now. And I'm like, bro, how you finna give him that job right off real? But that's why I that give Joy Badass a lot of credit for putting him in that position. Like, because this is the same thing I say about a Puerto Rican girl, a famous assistant. Like, you have to put her in a position where it's like, she has to make a decision between one or the other because you cannot have both when it comes to famous and loop. And I feel like he Neek put Scrap in their position where you had to pick between are you betraying your squad or are you with us, nigga? And you see that Scrap ended up giving Lou like a sign like, hey, nigga, it's about to go down. And Lou, and that's why Lou ended up punching the dude and starting a whole riot inside of the, the, the event because, hey, shit was about to get crazy up in there. And once my boy uh, who was with him from Neek's crew seen that, he was like, Oh, yeah, nigga. We knew you was a hot bitch. We got your ass, nigga. Yeah. Off that nigga outside the place. I was like, yeah, my nigga. So that was smart by Neek, my nigga. That was smart. 
And what else did I want to say? Um, oh, with Famous's sister, I feel like she's still gonna choose Lou, bro. I'm leaning more so towards her, you know, staying loyal to Lou because she told him, and I think it's gonna stay in his head. Once she told him, you the one with all the money, so you the one who really called the shots. I feel like when she's put in a situation where she's gonna have to choose, he's gonna remember that, and she's gonna remember that she told him that. Like, oh, shit, like, I did let him know, like, he the one with the money, so he the one really in charge. Yeah, he just paying everybody bills right now while Crown the one giving directions. But when he let her know, look, you either got to choose to roll with me or roll with this dude, I feel like she going to go with him because she knows that, okay, he's taking my advice serious now. But I think it's going to come a point where, with what you said last week about her, it's going to be like the connection thing that you were talking about with Crown. Lou doesn't know anybody in the game, but Lou has the money, but Crown has the connection. If she falls for anybody, it will be for Crown, in my opinion. I don't think she was going to fall for that that random nigga that we see that they was fighting outside of the venue. I don't think that was going to happen. But one person that I am really still suspicious of is Crown because he has the connections in the game, my nigga. So that's who I will keep an eye open for if anything were to go down. So that's that's who I'm still looking for. But I want to move on to this situation with uh my boy. From the uh from bingo, what's my man name? D'Angelo from the wire. What's my boy name? They I think they was just calling him D. I think Rock was just calling him D. Damn, I forgot his name, but yeah, D. So he cut off the re-up with, with Rock. So it's no re-up, mm-hmm. no product for Rock. Now he's giving all of their product to Neek because Neek paying a 20% overhead. So fucking Rock is out on her ass right now. She really ain't got too much to go off of. And he brought up a nice point because we haven't really seen Smurf in the last couple of episodes. What happened mm-hmm. to him? Because she was, because oh, he, he was him. saying like, "Oh, that's what happened." Yeah, he killed him. Because because he said that there's mistrust because I can't trust you. Like I have to have partners I can trust. I didn't know that he killed him though. I thought he just left and but, he didn't tell D about it. Because he said, "Um, what line did he say?" Uh, damn. He he gave he said a line that uh, instantly made me think, "Oh, he killed dude." Because I think he said something about um. Smurf could attest to that if he could attest. And I'm like, oh, he basically saying that, like, if Smurf was here to tell you, like, what yeah, but I'm no, saying but, is true, okay. he would, but he's not. And I'm like, well, if he's not there, then what else can he be but dead? No, no, because I, I was thinking I, I remember that same line, but that's why I thought that he was in the South, where I thought that he was already in the South. Like, if, oh, he would oh, nah, be here I don't think if he can attest to go. that. I don't think he just let him go like that. If he, but knows I thought he, he was is, already I'm gone sure. though. I'm pretty sure I thought Jit was already gone. But I'm saying though, it's like I feel like if he knows he's gone, I'm sure he sent out a team to get him because he Smurf did that deal with Rock under the table. Mm-hmm. D didn't know about that, so it's like if you're doing deals with my clients under the table and it's not benefiting me, you are up at this point. So I feel like that's why he killed him. So Damn, I feel like that's why Smurf bro. That's you, crazy. Like if if he's not, that's going to be a damn. Big that's crazy. Oh, I peed that nigga like Smurf, did. bro. It was a smart idea, but you did it with the wrong person because it's he was connected to D's operation and how things went down. She should have sent somebody else down there to start it. Then it, sh- it was a smart plan what she was doing to start yeah, shit and have money going on over there. But you just sent the wrong nigga, and now your whole product is just fucked up. <laughs> like you don't got anything else. So how do you think she will get product moving forward? Oh, she went. She went to the uh to the bodega shop. She went up to Julia. Remember, she went to Julia. Was like, get in contact. Get in yep. contact with your cousin in Washington Heights. And Julia was like, "I got a lot of cousins. I don't know who you're talking about." And then Rock told her, "Look, 
I know everything about you <laughs> and your family. <laughs> tell, tell your cousin, you know the one I'm talking about in Washington Heights. I want to make a deal with him. So she finna get a whole nother plug. And she she probably finna get some even more expensive, more quality cocaine because she getting it straight from the um, Hispanics now. She ain't got to go through a third party. Also, they finna kill this nigga Gabriel, whoever owns the bodega, oh, yeah. because she, he bust the fuck out of her face. She had a black eye. Her lip was fucked like, bro, come on, man. Especially when it's a woman you're doing business with and she comes in and sees a woman's face like that. It's like enough is enough, my nigga. I'm finna get this nigga for you because she not going to do anything. But Rock going to put her foot down like, nah, nigga, she going to be running this store. I'm off your ass. You know what I think? I think Julia going to actually kill him or beat his ass because that pep talk Rock gave her before she walked out. She was telling her, like, look, what kind of world would what kind of world would women be in if we always shut the fuck up whenever our men like told us to do shit? And Julia was looking like. I bet. So I feel like Julia probably finna kill this nigga, or at least beat his ass. She needs to, bro. Cause that shit was ridiculous, bro. That shit was ridiculous. And then that nigga ain't even around. Like, man, that nigga Rock Rock probably would have beat his ass in the store, my nigga. Cause that's bro, that's crazy, bro. That was some crazy. You see, he got scared on the last episode they had talked. She was like, "If we gotta renegotiate, we throwing hands." So he was like. Yeah, never mind. Let me just shut up. So <laughs> when, he, when he's not talking to a submissive woman, he get kind of shook. But Julia, real submissive, she gonna shut up and just let you punch on her. So yeah, but let's move on to the another point of this show, which was Symphony. We see that Symphony ended up getting caught up, uh, found out about with him picking up Cannon, and we see that Rock is not fucking with this shit. She talking about nah, like you betrayed me, you picked up my son behind my back, like you know that wasn't a deal. That's my son, like you ain't his daddy type shit. So we see that she ends up breaking things off with him. But one thing I did think like about Symphony was that Cannon was learning from him in the gas station right. situation. He got that idea from Symphony, so I like that they did connect the dots with that. But how did you feel about the Symphony and Rock thing? Do you think she was right in breaking up with that nigga? No, she was definitely wrong because it's like, yeah, he went behind your back, but it was about the, the main person that you always say you're not letting nobody get in between you with. He helps you by getting him out of a situation. Like, I get it. You could be mad because it's like, don't go behind my back, but he helped your son out. Your son could have Got in a situation where Howard could have told him more information about me possibly being your daddy and all that shit. Symphony saved a whole bunch of conflict by just simply going to pick him up and take him home. So I feel like she's wrong for being uh, um, upset with him to the point where she just cut him off. But I feel like that relationship is going to get back mended because he's still going to be teaching Kanan. And Kanan likes dude. So it's like, mm -hmm. hey, ma, like, I really like dude. I feel like you should give him another chance. So I feel like they'll be back talking in probably another episode or two. I don't know because he was kind of, kind of already doing that this episode. He was trying to kind of mend everything because he knew what she was going to do. Like he knew how she felt about the situation. And it's like, yeah, I know you about to break up with dude, but Hey, I told him to do it. Like he ain't have to do it, but he did it for me type shit. You know what I'm saying? He kept the secret, but she was like, nah, he a grown ass man. Like he made that decision. So he gonna have to live with it. It's just like, I think rock high key just going to live with the situation, but I don't like it for her because now she's left being alone. Especially mm -hmm. after everything that went down, she almost got raped. This isn't the right time to be alone with your son and during a, uh, a drug war. Like, this is the wrong time to be alone. You want to have everybody trusted on your team, and everybody seems like they're doing their own thing, and you're just by yourself holding the bag. Because we've seen it 
with a couple scenes this episode, she was running up to Lou, telling Lou, like, damn, you're doing all this shit, spending your money, but you should be helping me. She talking to Marv, talking about how Marv was on some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Y'all ain't helping me out. And she's left holding the bag in a lot of situations. But the thing that I think is going to contribute to Rock's downfall the most, she's not willing to expand the way she gets money. She's not trying to look at multiple streams of income because Lou was trying to tell her, look, we only got so long to like really be on top with this drug shit. Let me do what I'm doing with this music shit so we have something to fall back on if we're in a situation where we just can't re-up whenever we want to. You know, and that's why he was emphasizing to her, no, nobody is allowed to push nothing here at this showcase. This is a clean event. I don't want none of that shit. I want us to be able to have some type of revenue outside of that. And Rock just not trying to see that right now. So I feel like that's going to be her biggest demise. She's just not willing to expand. Also, I didn't even talk about that scene, but Lou, a bold ass nigga for walking to my nigga Neek spot like shit was sweet. Oh, yeah. I brought, hey, hey. He was a bold-ass nigga because I've seen that in the previews. I was like, I know this nigga ain't really going in Neek's spot looking for Neek. But he really did that shit. I'm just like, bruh. I wasn't surprised that he they looked for that nigga head. He went dolo too. I'm like, bruh, <laughs> this nigga tripping, my nigga. Enemy territory when you know I'm beefing with your sister? Nigga, fuck your event. Nigga, I don't give a fuck about your event. Nigga, you coming in my place of business. And you you heard Neek after he left out. He was like, I ain't gonna lie. I respect that shit. But he got me fucked up for real. He was like, I he was like, I respect the fact that he that he did it, but it's the fact that you killed one of my niggas and you think everything is sweet enough to just come in my shit. He was like, You bold as fuck for that. I respect it, but you bold for that. <laughs> so yeah, that bro. I couldn't even be surprised by that shit. But how do, oh probably my favorite part of this episode was that famous situation, bro. Famous was stealing my nigga Kane's life and putting it as right. his. I was like, no, because I never really listened to the lyrics until this episode. When they showed <laughs> Kanan's face, I'm like, is this Kanan's life? They talked about the bodega. They talked about what happened with um the spot getting hit up. I'm just like, this nigga famous is really telling lies and rapping like yep. he's living this shit when this is Kanan's life. Oh, my God. Now, that shit was crazy. I love how 50 Cent as the older Kanan. I, I feel like that was really more so 50 Cent talking than Kanan at that point because I feel like that was like a real life moment pulled from a show just then mm -hmm. of how rappers actually do that and how rappers like back then started doing that. You know, you mm. get this, you get this Puerto Rican kid who got black friends that do that are in the drug game and actually do the drug selling, but you're the one that's rapping about it. When we we tried to get you on, they tried to get famous on, bro. They tried to get him selling and shit. What he did, he ran over to the rap circle and started rapping. And I thought he was actually going to be a big contributor in helping Kanan with, like, selling and doing corners and shit. He chose to be a rapper, but with choosing to be a rapper, you choosing to rap about some shit that you didn't even want to do. We tried to get you on, but you ain't want to do it. And I wonder if Kanan going to, like, step to that nigga and say, like, hey, nigga, don't rap about my life, or he's just not going to tell oh, him is. about what goes down in his life anymore, my nigga. Unless you're going to be a part of this shit, nigga. Don't, like, don't rap about my shit like it's yours, my nigga. Because the song was called Streets Need a Body. And that's literally what Neek told Rock in like episode two. It's like, damn, the song is literally my life. The streets need a body. I'm like, bro, this nigga, this nigga famous took it too far, my nigga. He, he got to step to him, bro. I feel like yeah. Kanan definitely gonna step to him because you see famous looking at Kanan the whole time, like, oh shit, this nigga know I'm right. He knew he was wrong for that shit, and bro, he knew he was wrong for that, bro. He was just like, 
<laughs> he was stepping back. He trying to groove with the music, like, nah, nigga, you know you dead ass wrong, nigga. You know that's my life, my nigga. You rapping right. about? And I'm I wonder surprised. why. I'm surprised okay, Drew can't look at him crazy. True, but I wonder if uh, that's why he was nervous before going on. Like he seen Kanan in the in the audience, and he was just like, fuck. Like, I know I got a rap, and he gonna find out, like, what my rap is about and shit like that. Because Juke, because Juke ended up saying that Famous was dope and shit like that. And what's name was like, nah, like, I ain't gonna believe well, that shit till I see it type shit. I don't think Famous was nervous because he seen Kanan in the crowd. Because he already knew Kanan was gonna be out there because Kanan was there the whole time backstage with him. So he already knew Kanan was gonna be in the crowd. I think Famous was doing all that big talk about being ready and don't fuck it up. And he get on stage in front of everybody, and he the one that's actually about to fuck it up. So I feel mm-hmm. like that's why he was nervous. That's why Juke, she took the initiative. It was like, all right, I'm finna be the one to get the crowd because you you pulling the Eminem right now. You pulling the eight mile right now. <laughs> definitely pulling the eight mile. <laughs> and Juke definitely did her thing, man. Shout out to Juke for sure, man. She definitely saved that shit because yeah, he was definitely gonna fuck that shit up. Because we see that she was nervous at first, but she ended up getting back on her feet, and we see that her and Kanit. Uh, Kanan ended up mending uh, their relationship. And we see that the white girl, who is now referred to as white girl Nick now in the hood, uh, we see that she takes a hit from my boy, Crown. Crown put the crack in the weed. <laughs> my boy put the crack in the weed. She took a hit of it. She what? was gone, my nigga. She was gone. <laughs> bro, crack do you think that would be like, weed. do you think this would be like a male type of situation, bro, where she get the crack, my nigga, she won't, she, she down that path now. I, I don't, nah, I don't think so. She's from too uh, high society of an area to where it's like, they're, they're not even serving crack in her area. So she would have to come over to the hood to get that shit. And, um, I don't even think she'll go to the gas station and how we're talking about Marv setting up to actually run the gas station as a, a pop-up spot mm-hmm. now. I don't even think she'll go to the gas station because that will be crossing too many oh, plots. For sure. That, that'll be crossing way too many plots. Because I, I only think, what, they got like, what, three, four more episodes left? I feel like that's yeah. too much. And Juke don't want his her dad to know about white girl anyway. Like, she want to really keep it toward Kanan. And if uh, if Rock find out, it's cool. But she don't want yeah. everybody to find out about white girl. Nah, keep that shit. Because Famous didn't even know. Famous was just, like, shaking her head like they were friends. But he didn't even know, like, yeah. the deeper connection. So it's like, yeah, let's keep this shit limited. He was literally hitting on her. He was yeah. literally hitting on her in front of two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he don't even know. So I, I think he want to keep that shit that way, bro. And uh, I think that was it. Then the last scene we get, we see that Lou started the fight, so he wouldn't get shot. We see that Neek, uh, Neek, is, Neek, somebody from Neek crew and Scrap ended up walking in. We see that Scrap gave Lou the signal, like, "Hey, nigga, it's about to go down in here." And Scrap ended up throwing a punch. My nigga talking about some South Side. Whole brawl breaks out, my nigga. And they, everybody had to run out of the spot because they didn't want to get shot, shit like that. So he ended up saving his life. But we see what happened with my nigga Scrap. Had to get blasted for that, my nigga. You with the ops. So, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. RP to my dog Scrap, bro. Yeah, man. He I was thought, a loyal nigga was... after all, bro. He was a loyal was, nigga. I thought, I thought you were switching up, but you, you proved your loyalty. I'll accept that. Loyal. <laughs> And I, and I think that's everything from this episode. Did I say uh, something about the cop was gay? Did I say that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's all I want to talk about. And, you got uh, any uh, other predict other than the gas station stuff? You got any predictions for next episode? Next episode, man. Because mm. that's the main thing they're gonna highlight. That's the that's the main episode. thing that's gonna happen next episode. But I don't know what comes. Oh no, I think girl gonna die next episode. 
Cause I think she gonna oh, come to the hood. Yeah, I think a white girl gonna die next episode. I think she gonna come back to the hood wearing a jacket, thinking shit sweet. She she high key might be a little comfortable because she done hung around her friends a little bit. Yeah. She done came to the hood. She might be a little comfortable when it's like this ain't your side of the city. You need to always be alert. And she gonna be thinking shit sweet. Might get blasted wrong place, wrong time type shit. I feel something with the white girl is gonna happen oh, no. next episode. It, it's not gonna be no situation like that because they showed in the preview for episode seven that she's i think that the ball thing that they was talking about this whole time leading up to now i think that's what they're going to because remember in the preview she, she uh remember it was like a dance or something oh like a dance oh, okay yeah yeah she um her and juke are actually gonna go because in the preview juke is like are you sure like i'm allowed in and stuff like that so uh, I feel like it's gonna be some shit there. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's there. gonna be some shit there. Damn, this white girl need to die, man. For every episode moving <laughs> forward, I'm gonna predict. I'm gonna predict death. <laughs> I'm predicting death for the white girl every episode moving forward. And oh, uh, and, and I feel like the the body situation with the inspector that's going to fall. Yeah, come on. Marv always fucking find that shit out. Mark, yeah. Rob finna find that shit out next episode because somebody gonna smell that shit. <laughs> Somebody's gonna smell that shit. Come on, bro. You gotta be smarter than that. But one thing I took away from the end of this episode was it, it was when we seen Scrap end up getting laid out in front of Rock's house. Something that the older 50 Cent said was you when you keep climbing the ladder in this game, you have to keep climbing the ladder in this game because once you're in it, you're in it for it's no way off, my nigga. So we seen that with Scrap, like. He tried to continue climbing the ladder, but it's like, there's no way he could really get out on both sides. And it's the same thing for Kanan. Like, you're trying to be the leader, my nigga, but you're seeing the consequences literally laying at your doorsteps. And it's really no way off because niggas know you in at this point. So Kanan need to watch his back at all times because just as easily as Neek said, go get Lou, it could have been like Neek could have said, go get Kanan. It could have been mm-hmm. that quick and that easy, my nigga. And, and no sign would have been given because Kanan still would have had the mentality of, oh, this nigga an op. So he wouldn't even took the sign from Scrap that some shit was going down. He would have been like, oh, this op in here, some shit like that. He could have ended up getting blasted. So that decision could have changed everybody's lives, bro. So it could have been that easy, man. But that was some shit I took away. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the, the inspector body being found, that's definitely going to happen, I feel, next episode. Uh, some shit is going to happen at this dance with uh, Nick and Juke. And yeah, we're gonna get a lot of gas station shit. I, I hope it don't fall through the mud because Kanan plan was so good. I hope Marv. It was. It's it a good plan. It's a good plan. I, I hope Marv don't fuck it up to the point that it just won't work at all. I hope he don't do that. Once you involve Marv with anything, it is going to fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> Especially when Marv think he's the leader on some shit because Kanan really doesn't have like the resources like Marv does. So he needs this nigga's help. If you want to keep that shit on the side, and Marv gonna think he's the leader when it's like, no nigga, I'm the real brains here. And you know Marv gonna fuck this shit up. He gonna run the shit into the ground, my nigga. So it is what it is. But did I say something about Kanan and Rock going their different ways by the end of the season? Because I think she's yeah, gonna get tired of that we, nigga. I said that. Yeah, okay, yeah. I think that's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. He gonna be he doing too much dumb shit, and I don't think Rock gonna stand for this shit too much longer, my nigga. And uh, I think that was it. Any other predictions? Nah, that's it. All right, bro. You can hit it with the social media. You can follow us on Twitter at QEPodcast1. You can follow us on Instagram at QANDE Podcast. You can follow and like our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube at QANDE Podcast. And our Gmail is QANDE Podcast at gmail.com. 
Yes, and you can subscribe to us on all of our podcast platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Subscribe to the YouTube and appreciate everybody who comments on these videos. Like, comment, subscribe. Definitely share, man. We definitely appreciate all the comments. Definitely let us know how you feel about this episode. And um, subscribe to my YouTube. Just type in Quincy Hicks to the search bar and definitely subscribe. And we appreciate you guys for listening. And we out. Peace.